Welcome to the Align Business Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Kerslake, CEO of personal branding agency, Pinegate Road, and business coach to online service providers, coaches, and educators. I know that you believe that living a great life is so much more than the business that you lead or the money that you make. Each week, we'll dive into what it actually takes to live an aligned life with a business that supports it. Let's do this. This show is brought to you by the Align Business Academy. Are you so ready to go all in with your online business and hit six figures this year in a way that feels fulfilling and true to you? Apply now for the Align Business Academy. This is our signature program that helps you scale your online business with one-on-one and community support, a framework for learning all things online business, and a proprietary three-part system for scaling while working way less than you are now. Say hello to more freedom, income, and impact. Apply now at pinegateroad.com academy. That's pinegateroad.com academy. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you here today. I have a very special friend on the show, my dear friend, Alana Griffo. And she released a book this week. I actually have it in my hand. I'm so excited that I'm like recording this intro after seeing the book. I know we recorded the show probably about a month or two ago. And the book was just like this vision. I mean, it was it was real. But seeing the book and having it in my hands and looking at the beautiful cover with the gold foil. And oh my gosh, it's just so gorgeous. Um just, yeah, anyway, it is launch week for Alana, and I am so excited that this podcast is going live the same week. So Alana Griffo is a dear friend of mine. Um, we are part of this little designer girl mastermind, and I've just so enjoyed being a part of her creative journey, her being a part of mine. Um, she's just an amazing person who goes after her dreams, doesn't let anything stop her. And she's had some really wild and crazy success, just kind of going after her passions, which is amazing. And that is what this entire book is about. So I hope that you can go check out her book. It's called Mind Your Business. You can get it on Amazon, you know, book retailers, all of the places. Her name is Alana Griffo. It's a book slash like workbook. You can like work through it to learn how to turn your creative passions into a full-time business for your life. <laughs> so without further ado, let's get on to the show. Hello, Alana. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Oh, I'm just dandy. <laughs> <laughs> We've been like before I pressed record, I was just like, this stressful thing is happening and this stressful thing is happening. And Alana's just been listening to me. So thank you. No, I've been (laughs) totally like reciprocating and giving it right back. It's perfect. (laughs) Everybody needs a work buddy like that. Yes. So for those of you who don't know Alana, um, well, I'll let you introduce yourself. Sorry, I'm like going all over the place. Um, But Alana and I have been friends for quite a bit. So I was just like, listen to this and that and like vent (laughs) session. Um, Anyway, we are, you've been on the podcast before. So if people want to learn like more in depth about your story, your journey, all of that kind of stuff, 
Um, you can listen to her previous episode. Um, and then we are also like in a little friendship design mastermind where she's making little heart, heart hands, um, (laughs) um, where we meet every other week and just, there's not really an agenda. It's not a paid mastermind. It's really just like four of us designers get together, um, talk about like what we're working on in our business life, everybody, all of you guys have kids. So it's been really helpful. Um, like me currently being pregnant, just being like, okay, like how do you do the mom life balance? And it's just been awesome. Like having you guys in my life. So it's honestly, it's been such a rewarding experience. I feel like I love the fact that there's no agenda and every week or every other week or whenever we meet, we really like, we all take turns having just sort of something to work through mm-hmm. or just like something to celebrate. And that yeah. is so much fun. Yeah. And I love, it's not just like, let me vent about all of my issues. Like we really are talking through like next business things that we're wanting to grow yeah. or just saying like, what strategies do you think we should implement and celebrating yeah. the things that have gone well too. So it's totally a really healthy mix. I love it. And I, I love that we all also support each other outside of that. Like all of our services benefit someone else in the group. So it's not like, Hey, like, can you do this for me? And I'll do this for you. It's really like, Oh, what you're offering is really cool. I think I want to take advantage of that. Yes. That's been really cool too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now that we've done the most long intro ever, (laughs) can you um, share just if people haven't listened to the past episode a little bit about what you do, um, who it's for and a little bit about your history getting to where you are. Yeah. So I actually am one of the um, lucky few, I guess, that I always knew I wanted to be a designer. So I am a freelance illustrator and designer, and mostly I do surface design now. So that means that um, a lot of products, I design surface design, a lot of things that go on products. Like if you go walk around a store and you see a mug, there's an illustration on it or gift wrap or greeting cards, things like that. And um in January, I will be a published author, which is why we're here today. <laughs> yeah. So randomly so in one of our calls, I think like probably six months ago or so, Alana's like, so I got a book deal and <laughs> it was just like, and I think I'm going to go for a walk today. And it was like one of the most like casual things you've ever mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the whole process. So I'm a new mom. I've been a mom for just a little over a year. And I feel like everything sort of happened right like the month that I um, gave birth. And I almost, it's like a blur. The past year has been a bit (laughs) of a blur, a wonderful, amazing blur. But it did sort of feel casual because it was just, it's part of my job and it was something I wanted to do. However, it's amazing and I'm so excited to share it with people. Yeah, so let's, I mean, let's just kind of go into one, like how, how did this whole process start? Like from ideation to actually getting the book deal? Like I want to ask all the questions and just for anybody wanting to potentially have a book deal, like let's, can you open to what happened? (laughs) The first thing is I never really realized, I guess I never even thought about writing a book. And then two of my friends or two people who I admire, Becky Simpson and Katie Vaz, both wrote books. They're friends of mine. They're um, industry illustrators. They're beautiful work. Um, And I was like, oh my God, people who do what I do can write books. This is amazing. And I love their books. I talked to them and they were so generous with their time. So a big shout out to them. And then I started just, you know, I had in the back of my head, maybe one day I would write a book, but 
I went through a sticky work situation where I was doing a branding project and the client halfway through, it wasn't going great. Halfway through, it was like, I want my money back. And I was like, well, you signed a contract, you know, we have, uh, or we have a written agreement and she wanted to take me to small claims court. And I was like looking online for a resource or people talking about the low sides of entrepreneurship and working for yourself. And there was nothing out there. So I reached out to some people and I said, like, have you ever had anything like this happen? And every one of them was like, oh, absolutely. This has happened to me. I just don't talk about it. And I was like, why? Why aren't you talking about it? People need, I need help. I need, what do I do? And so I just started writing down the sort of the things that I was struggling with and what I needed to hear. And it turned into a book about business. So I worked on a pitch and sent it out to publishers. I knew from my experience self-publishing my planners. I make a day planner. I knew that I didn't want to self-publish because it's a ton of work. And I wanted to work with a team who could do more things than I was capable of. So I reached out and I... Can I pause a little bit? Like, can we dive into just like how you had the idea, you had the book content kind of there from getting all that experience. And then how did you even like learn how to pitch or... Yeah. Like create that process. Where'd you so start there? I asked a couple friends who had had um, books and I said to them, like, you know, where did, what do I do? And it's different. Some people have had publishers come or agents, literary agents come to them and say like, Hey, I love your work. I want to work with you. But for me, I wanted, I had to ask for what I wanted. So I put together a PDF with like who my book was for, what was a couple sample pages, um, kind of the overall style, the aesthetic, the audience, and what my goals are with it. And then I did some comparison, like what are the competitive books that I think would be like on the shelf next to it. And so I made like a maybe 20 page PDF and sent it out to just researching publishers. So Mm -hmm. I would look at the inside of books and see who published them Mm. Um, and literary agents who represent artists and help kind of mediate between an author or an illustrator and a publishing house. So I got a couple of rejections, but honestly, I was just so excited to have a reply because it felt so <laughs> validating. They were like, this is a cool idea. It's not really right for us. But even just to take the time to reply mm-hmm. was just like, oh, someone actually read what I did, you know, and so that was And really I love cool. your perspective on rejection because I think sometimes people get so scared of actually getting rejected and like the possibility of that, that they don't even try to do it. So right. I mean, I've always been like, how many no's can I get? Like, right. <laughs> I know that yeah. like, that's the only way I'm ever going to get to an a-, a yes. So like, exactly. I just like, I just will just like ask for things all the time. Totally. And, and that's yeah. in my book is I think it's like every seven or I, I should know this because I wrote it down, <laughs> but <laughs> I think it's like every seven no's is equivalent to one. It's like how you get to one. Yes. So you need oh, to have seven that. no's. And that's the thing is whenever I get an inquiry, even if it's not right for me, I'm, I reply and I say, I'm so glad you reached out. This isn't right for me, but maybe it's right for this person. Here's their email or mm-hmm. here's their website. And I just think having a reply, it shows that you actually care and maybe in the future it'll work out or it can still turn into a referral. Um, and it helps that person send out more emails that are a little scary. So the worst case scenario is that they're going to say, no, we're not interested or not mm-hmm. reply. They're not going to say you suck. <laughs> so it feels like they might, but they're not going to. So yeah. it's worth a shot. Um, and I ended up signing with a really great 
company and they've been incredible. So I wrote most of the book before I signed with them and they really helped me to finesse it and figure out who my audience really was and how to kind of adjust what I had written for them. And then um, now it's almost here. I don't, did that yeah. answer the, the way to get to a book deal? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. If yeah, people have I mean, more specific questions, I mean, yeah, reach, reach out. out. Yeah, or buy my book. Maybe it'll help. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. So another question I have just about this in general. I know you were like you had a baby this year. You were like, yeah. I'm going to go pitch this book. And how do you, <laughs> I feel like you're kind of the queen of doing all the things in a way. Sure. And you just, well. No, I hear I, you. I hear you. Yeah. Like all of a sudden you're just like, so I have a book deal or like, I just sold my planner, or like just things. <laughs> and they're just like these big things. And they're just like casually happening in your life. Yeah. And you're like managing like a shop, like your freelance work, your surface design, you're writing a book, you're raising a baby. How do you, I feel like when you get passionate about something, you find a way to make that work in your business. And do you have any advice for somebody who's just like, I have this idea that I want to bring to life, like when you're already kind of stretched thin? So I have like so many things to say. First of all, I don't do it all. And I think it's so easy in our like social media day and age is that you look at someone and you're like, oh my God, they're doing everything. But oftentimes I feel like I have too many eggs and too many baskets. And then sometimes I feel like I don't have enough. And so I think that one thing is that if you're passionate enough, you will find a way to get it done. Whether that means working really late at night or working after your nine to five or working every lunch break or sacrificing something in your life to get something else that you want, you'll find a way if you care enough. Granted, if you have circumstances you know, some people might not have the circumstances. Maybe they're raising five kids and have to work 80 hours a week to make the rent. That's really, really tricky. And I hope that they can find a village to, to rally for them. But I, um, listened to this podcast, uh, live free Miranda. Oh my gosh. I don't remember the name, but I'll, uh, put it somewhere. And we don't do show notes anymore. Sorry. Sorry. Um, (laughs) She had said her method, she, she was asked the same question and she said her method. And I was like, that's what I do. And so what I do, and I make a planner. So productivity is something I'm really passionate about. I make an A-list, a B-list and a C-list. And this is part of why writing a book about growing your business was so, felt like such a good fit because I love productivity and like getting it done and finding the systems. And so my A-list is the thing, the things that I need to do like today, like That could be as simple as walking the dog or picking up dog food or things like that. My B list are the things that I'm hoping to get done after I get to my A list. You know, the A list has client work that's due this week. And the B list has this thing I want to launch that isn't time sensitive, but feels really important. And then my C list is like, I want to get this done this year, or I want to get this done in the next three years or, you know, whatever. And I move things around based on where I am. And so, you know, something on the A-list is probably a really small item I can get done that day. So I break everything up into smaller tasks. But once it's done, I move something from the the B-list. In my head, I move Mm -hmm. it over and I make a new to-do list every day. And so I often take the time to look at my list, my my C-list, you know, the things that are maybe for the whole year and say, does this still 
does this still hold value? Does this still resonate with me? Because oftentimes I'll have an idea and then I'll be like, that actually makes no sense for where I want my business to go. Mm-hmm. Or I'll be like, this is critical. I need to move it to the A-list. And I think it's easy to find things on your C-list and be like, this, I need to do this tomorrow. But it's not realistic. So it's like, Or okay. feeling guilty about not getting to them. Like if you have All everything in one list and you're just like, I can't get to this thing. And you're like, this has been on my list. I have things on my quote unquote C-list. I don't do it exactly like this. But like my typeface foundry, like that's been on right. my list for two or three years. And it just isn't right. my priority. But right. I'm not going to sit around gonna... and feel guilty that it's not alive yet. Exactly. And it's not going to make or break your business. You have other things that are going to make or break, like your client deadline is going to make or break. You know, you need to get that done. And so I think just taking the opportunity to reflect and make sure you're still in line with your big vision. And it can feel really overwhelming, especially when you have 75 things on your A-list. And so pairing those down and saying, which one can I move? Um, and again, like I'm not doing it all. I'm so lucky to have a village of people who help me and surround me and, and really rally for me and, and support me. But I think we often look at Instagram or something else and say that person's doing everything, but we don't talk about the lows as much as we should talk about them so that other people don't feel so alone. Yeah. But writing things down and checking in with myself or checking in with a coach or checking in with a business bestie really, really helps to make sure I said to someone one time how my greeting cards, I don't really do greeting cards anymore for myself. I used to have like an Etsy shop with greeting cards. She was like, why are you doing them if they're not bringing in this much in your business? And Mm -hmm. I was like, I like them. (laughs) She was like, well, you too bad. And so (laughs) I have found a way to do them for other people through surface design, which has been. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. It's been more effective. It's been a better um, financial investment and less time for me. And it's brought me more joy than when I was doing it for myself. And so being able to like adjust your goals and pivot based on what your needs are is really important. Yeah. And I'm just going to go into a little bit about my perspective on this too, because I get a lot of like Instagram messages saying like, I don't know how you're doing it all. And it's like, cause well, one, I'm not like, I have a team (laughs) like built into everything, helping me get things done. So I'm probably like, outwardly like oh yeah we're doing this and launching that and blah 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 but like it's not me managing or doing all of the things like you're physically seeing my face but that's it (laughs) um and then secondly like I actually had to take an entire year to not take on anything other than dealing with client work like I did not focus on marketing I did not focus on the podcast I stopped doing all of my extra projects just so that I could like really get what was bringing the actual business to Pinegate Road, like, and get that set. So now I have that set and I have a team like helping me deliver that. And I'm able to kind of just like have the time and space to be like, I'm launching this and that. And it's been a really fun, like place to be now, but it took a lot of prioritizing and cutting back in order to get to where I am now. And Shonda Rhimes says, um, she's the writer, producer, wonderful woman behind like Grey's Anatomy scandal. And she wrote a book. It's called The Year of Yes. And she said she's a mother of, I think, three children. And she said that if I'm excelling in one area, I'm probably lacking in another. And so oftentimes it's, I I hate that there is no such thing as balance, but 
it's striving for like, okay, well, if I put this on my list and I block off my morning for that, then all afternoon I can unplug and be with my son. It's really hard to do, but it's true. I can't do them both at the same time, a hundred percent. Like it just doesn't happen. I'm the worst multitasker ever. Yeah, it's (laughs) terrible. And so even just being more intentional about your time, like if you want to be on Instagram for marketing, then be on Instagram for marketing and engaging and being social, not scrolling without being aware of what you're doing. And so, yeah, just saying like, this is what's going to be important to me right now. And this is what's going to sacrifice is like, let's just reflect. The other day, I'm in a mastermind. I think people, if they've listened to the show, know it um, about growing my agency. And we had some like co-working hours where we just like all of our heads show up on Zoom virtually. And we're all like, we're focusing on like this thing for our business. And we check in every 20 minutes. And you have to say like what you're available for and what you're not available for, for that time. And so one of my things was I'm not available to like check my phone. And I took a little tally and check mark for like every time my hand reached over to grab my phone. In yep. two hours, I reached over 16 times. Oh my gosh, it's and so hard. And I was just like, that is where all of my time is going. So I've been like, because of that exercise, I've been a lot more cognizant of like my hand moving over just to like, it's it's totally distracting me. Like, why am I doing that? So, right. Have you anyway. been using the screen time? It scares me. So actually, it's, I think mine's broken because it was like, you've spent five minutes a day on your phone. And I was like, this yeah. is not, no. <laughs> My number is so embarrassing. And I'm consciously, like, I set a limit for how much I can use social media to an hour a day. And that way, in the morning, I can check and respond to DMs, posts. The first um, week that it did work, now it's breaking. I don't know what's wrong with it. I'm clearly <laughs> on more than five minutes. Right. But I think mine was like 13 hours a day. Yeah, like, my screen time is <laughs> five five hours. And I'm like, how? 13, Alana. Mine's triple yours. <laughs> yours is more hours than I'm awake. Like, I know. I, 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 I don't like, know. Is it, it just on all day? Like, it probably just, that must Yeah, that's what it. I'm wondering. I was like, I don't it, even think if I'm like, I'm sleeping. That, I'm wondering yeah. if like playing music counts because that to me is like, that is not a good use of my time. Yeah. <laughs> So it's really interesting, but even just like setting those boundaries. Yeah. Saying this is what I'm available for and not trying to be available for so many things all at once is so important. And I talk about this in the book too, like even self-care and you and I have talked about how self-care looks different for everyone. It does not mean going to the spa for everyone. It does not mean, it could mean sitting on the couch, looking at Zillow. You know, I know that we've talked about that. Absolutely. It can mean um, making dinner for yourself. It can mean so many things. And it's so important to figure out what what it is for you. I think it's about getting honest with what is going to bring you the most joy in your life. And in a sense, like like making dinner, like you might not find the most joy making dinner, but are you going to find the most joy by cooking yourself a really healthy meal and being prepped to like you know, enjoy that and have it fuel your body in healthy ways instead of ordering a pizza or something. I mean, like, I don't know. Both of those options sound really good. I know. Like sometimes <laughs> self-care is totally just like I'm ordering myself a pizza, but right. sometimes like I know I'll get on kind of like junk food binges where oh, yeah. I feel so busy and all I do is just like 
get all the fast food because I'm just like, I don't even want to go to the grocery store. So like sometimes the most self-care thing I can do is to go to the grocery store and make myself a healthy meal because that junk food and like not feeling my body in the right way, like really affects my mood, which affects my work, which affects my relationships. So totally taking note of that. In the, the book is worksheet style. And one of the worksheets is to block off your day. And it says, you know, not to, to be like your grandma, but drinking enough water or putting the right fuel in your body. It, it doesn't in the moment you're like, I need to just keep working. I need to just grab something out of the vending machine or whatever. The 10 extra minutes you're going to take is 10 minutes to make a better choice. It's so hard. I fall victim to it all the time. I'm like, okay, (laughs) peanut butter and jelly or whatever. And it really does make a huge impact on every part of your business and every part of your day and just checking in with yourself. Even Okay, I'm not a great journaler, but I want to be because I know it helps so much. It's just those extra couple of minutes really make an impact on the choices you make that day. I agree. I've um, gotten into a meditation like habit, I guess. And the days I don't meditate, things go to crap. And yeah. I didn't meditate this morning. So maybe I need to go do that no. because, <laughs> um, because, you know, I was just telling yeah. all the craziness that's going on. Little crazy yeah. business things. <laughs> yeah. Even just like five minutes or 10 minutes or do something for yourself. Like I love how you've taken walks. So you're like, those make me feel really good. And it's really hard to be like, well, I really, I need to be at the computer. I really need to be, or I need to be on this client call or I need to do this. And so I think one of the best things you can do for yourself is start to get to know yourself. I feel like as an entrepreneur, you get to know yourself and what works for you and what doesn't. And then you have to actually do something about it. And that's hard. I have this, like, it's not even a theory. It's just a thing. Um, Like when I was working in corporate and I, my goal was to start my own business, which is Pine, you know, Pine Gate Road, take it full time, whatever. I actually like... I feel like there's sometimes where you can do like intentional hustle and kind of like neglect your self care in a way, but it's for a better means in the end. Um, But I've kind of reached this point where like there is no better means to an end. And so like, I actually need to be like sustaining my body and my life because this is the end game, like where I'm at. Like, yes, I want to continue to grow it, but I'm not in, (laughs) well, yeah, like I'm not in like, okay, I like really have to make this business work so I can like get it to a point where I can take it full time. Like there isn't this like, I don't know, like I'm living my big vision. Like it'll keep growing, but like I'm here. And so I need to make it sustainable. Um, Where before I was like, okay, like I am going to wake up at four in the morning. Like Mm -hmm. I am going to hustle. Like I'm giving up on this, this, and this so that I can get to this end point. But now that I'm here, like I have to make this a sustainable way for my life. So even this week, I am launching the new Pine Gate Road website. And one of my weird launches was that I'm actually recording myself doing it so that I can record um, a like a course going over the web design platform that we use called Show It. So that just like came to me. And because I have team managing a lot of the things, like I have the bandwidth to take it on. And Todd was out of town this weekend. And I was like, I am going to like hustle through this. Like I'm going to write all my copy, get my whole website designed. So I'm ready in like two weeks to record all the tutorials and like watch people or, you know, like get it step by step, like up into some videos. And this weekend, like a client thing popped up this week 
And on top of the workload we already had because of the Pinterest launch I did like three right. weeks prior. Sorry, this is like no, all it's crazy. Good. I, I'm following. Um, yeah. So like I ended up um, taking on a job that like somebody else had dedicated it um, on the team because things were just getting a little like there was a little more work than we thought people were over capacity. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to take this on, like make it happen, whatever. So like I therefore became really over capacity and in a strange week, like this is not my norm. I had 16 hour days for like three days. Yeah. Which is not, I mean, you know me, I'm very good about taking care of myself. Um, so this was just like a little dedicated hustle, like very intentional to get through this little hump and learning for the future. Like this will still happen in your business. It's never going to be like, I always turn off my computer at 5 PM. And like, that's it. Um, but I'll say this was like, I don't remember the last 16 hour day I had like at all. So that's cool. Um, Last night I worked until, um, you know, past midnight because I was like, you know, babysitters were sick and and things were out of my control. And I was like, this is how I'm going to get it done. And it's, it's, if you were at a nine to five and you, something like that popped up, you would do what you had to do. And, you know, the pressure's on because it's, this is, you care about it. It's your baby, you know, your business is your baby. But then this weekend I was like, I had all of that like stuff I had planned to do because Todd was out of town and my body was just exhausted. And I just had to sit back and be like, I can either push through this weekend and like continue to work and go into this week even more exhausted and burnt (laughs) out. Or I can take this weekend to like rest and relax and refresh myself so that I can actually be more productive this week. And like, I think going into situations when you're fully rested and like, you'll be more productive than if you just power through. So absolutely. And I think you sort of learn what works for you. Some people learn that they're, they work best at night. Some people learn they work best in the morning. And I think just being able to say, okay, this is something I want to get done, but I'm going to do it better on next week or whatever. And then listening to your body and then moving it, you moved it from your B list or from your A list to your B list because you knew you, you could move it back up or whatever. And it's so important to learn those things about yourself. And I know that once I start working at night, I could end up accidentally working for a lot longer. So I, I looked at the time and I was like, I think I should probably stop now. I did enough <laughs> that I feel better. I feel like I accomplished something and that I can wake up tomorrow and not feel really stressed. And it's just like all about finding find what feels good and find what works for you and, and listening and kind of managing your workload. Yeah. And I think so that, so this is like a little just Lively tip and I know you're, <laughs> So Alana's Jess Lively's designer, which yeah. I'm always just like, I, I don't know. I'm like, I have the, like the biggest girl crush on She's Jess great. Lively. So, She's awesome. um, but like getting into alignment with what you need to do yeah. and like this weekend, my alignment, like I was trying to sit down and like write my copy and it took me an hour and a half to write like a sentence. Right. And to know that like, I don't know, last night all of a sudden, like the stream of consciousness came to me and I was so inspired in 15 minutes, I wrote like my entire about page. It's amazing. So just and like, I, yeah, yeah, you have to like, like getting into alignment and doing things when they feel good to you is so important too. So yeah. Sorry if you guys can hear the like 500 dogs barking. Um, <laughs> I think the other thing is like working at night doesn't necessarily align with me, but it worked for me to to feel better the next morning yeah. and it worked and you have to trust you said this earlier but is this going to matter tomorrow 
And, you know, is this going to make me stress tomorrow? If I do this today, will I feel better tomorrow? And is this going to matter in five years sort of thing? What's going to make today better? And what's going to make you put your best foot forward? And what's enough for today? We always say like, I'm enough. This is enough. But what about just saying it's enough for today? Not it's enough forever. Like this infinite amount of time. Enough for today might be putting your feet up at the end of the day a little earlier than you needed to or you intended to, or it might be working a little later than you intended to um, because it's it's one day and just give it your best for that day. Like sometimes I always, like one thing I always push myself to do is to like finish the dishes before I right. go to bed. Like Me I don't too. want to, I'm really tired, but, but just spending those, the I'll feel better in the morning. And so taking that like five to 10 minutes to do that always yeah. makes me feel and better. Maybe like that's an act it, of self-care, even yeah. though it doesn't feel like that. Maybe you can make it fun and put on your favorite music while you do it or have a dance party. You know what I mean? Totally. Like. I find that I do like a five minute sweep at the end of the at the end of the day. I put away all the toys, even though they're just going to come back out the next day. And then when I wake up in the morning and I come down, everything is put away. And I'm like, for a split second, I feel calm. (laughs) And so that feels good. You know, I do it because I know it's going to make me feel better. I have this one mantra that I learned in therapy. I went to therapy for like four months this year and then my therapist was like you're fine you don't need me anymore like go off on your life and I was like okay I guess I graduated (laughs) but I tried it um anyway because like of all the infertility stuff I was just like like oh and all the hormone drugs was making me crazy um and so anyway one of the like the biggest takeaway I took from one of those sessions was I have a bad habit of procrastinating and she was like later is now And so like, there was no like later, like it just is now. And so I have a habit of just like, you know, taking off my clothes and like leaving them on the floor. And then as soon as like one thing's on the floor, then it like piles up. And this is just an issue I have. But ever since learning that mantra, (laughs) like every time, I don't know, like it it gets really bad. (laughs) Just (laughs) guys, I'm literally airing my dirty laundry here. (laughs) Um, so I just say like later is now. Every time I like take off my clothes and switch in my pajamas, I just go and take those clothes and put them like in the laundry and that's it. Yeah. And later is now. And that's helped me with like so many different things. I, someone, I had an, a similar, I think it was, if it takes less than 10 seconds, do it now or something yep. like that, because it'll just add up to 10 seconds on 10 seconds on 10 seconds. So I try and do the same thing or even create a routine like my husband and I have like our little night routine where we put the baby to bed together or things like that or just kind of creating some sort of system in your life whether it's in your business or in your personal life and that helps a ton routine I would have like a Monday finance hour where I like look over everything and it just helps me be like steady for the week like knowing that I'm taking care of things every week. Yeah. I find that like every Monday is a great day to like get organized for me. I feel like I clean out my inbox. I send out orders. I do any of those like admin tasks. Some people do eight to nine every day as admin. Some people do all day Monday as admin. And I think just again, finding what works for your business. And that's really like with the book, it's called mind your business. I can't remember if we've talked about that. Um, but basically the goal of it is to help you, the reader, find the right answer for your business. It's not me telling you, you should be an LLC and you should file taxes this way and you should use this system. It's here are the questions and here are the activities you can do to find out what works for you. 
do you like waking up early and working or do you work best at night? Well, then you should work at that time. And I really want to encourage and inspire people to find the ways that they can do their best work, whether that's, and then give them tips that I've learned along the way and, and weigh in on pricing and, and help them find their perfect number. But it's, it's not a one size fits all. What works for you might be totally horrible for me or vice versa. So it's really interesting to hear, hear about other people's workflow and, and what works best. And maybe that'll work for you, or maybe it'll help you find your own happy medium. Absolutely. And I love reading about other people's things and then kind of like testing them out for myself and then being curious about that saying like, Oh, that actually like was terrible for me. So I'm not, (laughs) yeah, I love watching Skillshare. Do you have a membership to Skillshare? I did. Okay. So you know about it. Yeah. Yeah. But you can watch people like just basically working and it's fascinating to me. Sometimes I'm like, wait, why did they do it that way? That's way faster or that's way slower than the way I do it or that looks way crisper or things like that and I'm always like just so fascinated the uh, the path you can take to get to the end result mm, yeah I love really watching cool. people's processes it's so fun yeah but really I, I need to do more Skillshare the last one I watched was um Jessica Hish's like logo type where yeah. she did Jenny's and I just love that yeah it's we so do a cool. lot of like hand lettering logos obviously so right. it was very helpful learning from Pro. Yeah. And the same thing <laughs> with business is like, you can talk to your business friends about your process and your workflow and see, does that, is that going to work for me? Or is that maybe wrong for me? And what can I take away from it? You know, totally. how, the way that they, yeah. Even just like watching your Instagram stories or when you share like a tip or, you know, anything you might learn, Oh, I'll try that. Well, in our mastermind too, like we're all designers, we're all creating, I mean, you're doing more like the illustration and stuff, but yeah. we're all doing like brands, websites, yeah. like helping similar clients, but like we do it in very different ways. And all of our totally. business models are very different. And, and we've it's like, all yeah. launched, we've all launched something and we mm-hmm. all ask each other like, Hey, when you did it, what was your approach? And it's so different. And every time we hang up, I'm like, okay, this is what I learned. Wow. Like I could really take this approach and maybe infuse some of these things from it to find the perfect situation for me. And it's easy to see someone else doing it one way and be like, okay, that's the way it should be done. But that's not necessarily true. If the end result, I heard this great thing. If the end result, let's say is to be happy, that could be from A or B, that could be from a full-time job that could give you a lot of happiness. That could be from working for yourself. As long as the end result is the same, it doesn't yeah. matter which path. It's not, I mean, as long as you're like a good person and all those things, but as far as like running your business and, and finding the right lifestyle balance for you, it's all about what works for you and your family or your needs. Totally. And many different ways to get to that. It's kind of like the Danielle Laporte thing. Like, how do you want to feel? Not like what goals do you have, but like, let's figure out the way like you need to go about doing something in order to feel how you want to feel in your life. Yeah. And what defines success? We, we get caught up on these things that we think mean success. But if you take a step back and like, actually, okay, that would bring me X, Y, what you think it would bring you, like, would it really bring you happiness? If your end result is, is end goal is happiness, then maybe take a step back and say, how can I get to that? What would make me happy? What projects make me happy? And what type of clients make me happy and things like that? It's a way better way to approach it than I want to work with this person or I want to work on this specific project. Think about it more in a bigger picture of 
I want to work on projects that bring me XYZ or that let me do XYZ. Totally. And Way more fun. yeah, I have to step back some because like I have like, you know, monetary goals or things like that. And I'm like, oh, I'll be successful when that happens. Well, like one right. of my big monetary goals happened this year. And it was like it's so anticlimactic, like because totally. it just was like that didn't bring me any more happiness. Like what actually brought me happiness was like building a team full of awesome doing the people work. and doing the work that I love to do and totally. supporting that whole process. And I feel so proud to have like our systems and structures and amazing <laughs> team members and like Pine Gate Road is supporting their lives. It's supporting my life and our clients' lives. And it's just totally. like that brings me all the joy. So that's the best. I feel the same. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. And the fact great. that like, it's not all on me, which that was hard as a solopreneur as, you know, just every little detail was on me. So now I'm able to focus on what I, what oh. truly brings me joy more often than not, which was Absolutely. not the case. I know as a solo entrepreneur, I was maybe, you know, designing 10% of the time or like, yeah. which yeah, <laughs> it was like barely anything. It's really, that's a, definitely a struggle is delegating. It's hard to delegate and find the right people. And when you're first starting out, you're doing everything and finding those systems and finding that support is so it's invaluable. I mean, it's the most important part. Absolutely. Okay. So I have, I have several last questions, but before we get to like our all the time questions, I really want to talk about growth as an entrepreneur and kind of like, I know several years ago, when we talked on the podcast, things have changed a lot. And I would just like love to hear what advice you would give to somebody who is growing their business to six figures and kind of just like in that solo entrepreneur state, like how do they kind of get and reach their goals? Yeah. So I think this is just, I, I took some notes and I mm-hmm. think this is just reiterating what we said earlier, but getting clear on your goals and being willing to pivot and change and, and take a new path when you feel that's right for you. So um, when you've decided that something on your C list becomes irrelevant, get rid of it. It's gone, you know, and just check in with yourself. Make sure you're still in line with what you really want. And, and you, that's so important. The other thing is to ask for what you want. And this is, I think you're a really good advocate for this is that send the scary email or like, do some outreach and ask someone, show, get in front of people, tell people what you're doing. Otherwise, no one will know. And I don't just mean on Instagram or on your website. I mean, actually getting in front of people virtually or physically and showing your work, showing oh, yeah. up for yourself. One of the main showing. things like we in Pine Gate Road Academy, my mentorship program, people are like, how do I get the clients? And I'm like, schedule coffee dates. With right. people who may be clients or not, or are like connected to clients and just talk about what you're up to and just say like, Hey, I'm looking for more branding clients, or I'd love to do more websites. Like, is there anyone, right. you know, that like might need this or just keep me in mind and just opening up and talking about that and making that invitation, right. whether it's to potential clients or not, like that can get some momentum going. I love that. And I love that you're saying it doesn't have to be a potential client because no. the power of referrals And the power of just making relationships bypasses however many Instagram followers you have, however many um, people are are seeing what you're producing. 
the actual connections are what really matter. And so you never know. So yeah, meet up with the local person, you know, or offer to like have a phone call with someone who you just think is doing cool stuff or just talk to people. It's really, it's like crazy how many coffee chats turn into future referrals for me, just because I'm like, here's what I'm looking for. And then like two months later, they're like, oh, I ran into this person who needs exactly what you told me you were looking for. So I sent them your way. And I'm like, thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's awesome. But you're really just like making friends, like in the meantime, like the coffee chats are literally just to have friendship chats. And you mention what you're up to and say like, here's what I'd love for my business. Like, exactly. Yeah. Keep me in mind if that ever pops up. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it can be scary for some people who are more introverted. So maybe start small, start with someone who's like inside your circle and just practice. You'll get better with every time. Totally. All right. So I'd love to hear about something that you are really liking right now that you want to spread the word about. So this could be like a podcast, book, product, person, anything. So something I'm really loving right now, which I'm sure everyone already knows about this is Audible. So Audible, like when I'm home working, drawing, I do like work that doesn't require a lot of my brain power, but just requires kind of getting in the flow. I love listening to books on tape that are sort of like just taking me to another world. Um, And that's been really fun for me. Podcasts are great too. But, and like we said, Skillshare is really fun to just. Have you had a favorite Audible book? that you've listened to lately that you're just like, this is the best. I mean, they're sort of trashy. That's fine. <laughs> I, kind, I so, actually like went to bed and I was like, I need a non-business book to like fall asleep to right now. And I didn't have anything. So I'm all yours. Yeah. So I'm going to butcher her name, but Leanne Mortieri, maybe. Okay. She does like, okay. So I don't listen to the murder podcast. I can't sleep at night. If No, no way. She does like mystery books. And so they're like romance or like you, you kind of, you get to know these characters, sort of like a rom-com, but also with a a murder or some sort of mystery. And they're really fun and easy to read. And that's just been kind of, kind of cute. Or when I'm driving, it's like nice to, you know, not be just like to get really into something that's so different than what I do every day and to kind of unwind has been really fun. I'm really sad, not sad, but like I've lately been doing so many tasks and things that like I don't get into the flow necessarily or I need to focus and I can't listen to anything else because again, my multitasking is terrible. Yeah, me too. And like, it's like I have to do the strategy for a website and I need to like think and not necessarily be like, it's not like there, it's not very often that I'm like doing the passive lettering and drawing and things like that, like once in a while, but I miss like. At my old work, I used to just sit and listen. I went eight hours a day. I was listening to Audible or yeah. podcasts, and that just doesn't happen in my life. And because I'm from work from home, I don't like have right. a commute. So, so I when like I listen to time. when I'm doing like admin tasks, I found um, Fleet Foxes. You can follow them on like Spotify. They're just like really beautiful sort of background noise where I don't know the songs well enough that I'm like singing to them. Like Mm -hmm. I don't want to get up and dance, but I love having them in the background. Ooh, good idea. I've been doing Christmas music lately, which has been Oh, well, yeah, tis the season. (laughs) This Um, is the Jewish girl who who is really really into Christmas now, apparently. Oh, good. (laughs) I'm like, can we get a tree and garland and 
can we do all this stuff? And I, it's just really fun to like go outside and see people celebrating hopefully Mm -hmm. family and being together and not the presence, but just like walking around outside at night and having all the white lights is really quite beautiful. I love it. It's just the spirit of the whole season makes me so joyful. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Okay. So are there any um, products or services that you're offering that you would like the audience to check out? I'm assuming. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So the book is available for pre-order and it comes out January 15th. So if you go on Amazon, it's Mind Your Business. And I'm going to do a couple workshops and a couple um, talks and things. So I'd love for people to check it out. Yeah. Where can they learn more about the events or your talks? Yeah. So the best place to find me or anything I'm doing is Instagram. And that's at Alana Griffo. And it's I-L-A-N-A. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, so that literally was my next question. Where's one link or place people can find out yeah. more about you? So head to Instagram. Alana is very like me where we're just like sharing random stuff and like talking to people all the time on the Instagram. Yeah, there's no strategy. <laughs> and I don't have notifications turned on, which has been really, really useful for me. Probably not for people who like maybe are trying to tell me something, but I just find that it's really distracting. And then if you if it keeps popping up, so I turn notifications off, but I, I do check it in the morning and at night. And it's a really cool place where you can meet other people and share your work and connect with others. However, it can be a really tough place too. So I always just try and share me just like you, like just log in and talk to talk to your screen because it feels like you're talking to people. And I've been working a lot on my, my relationship. My fake coworkers on the internet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And I just try, I'm trying to be a little bit more intentional with the time I spend on there and who I follow and what interactions I have, um, which oftentimes means, oftentimes just means not being present and sometimes means be, being on it for a while and, and scrolling through beautiful work. But I feel so, like you're there like talking with people, like if they yeah. reach out, like you're there oh, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. But I just think it's, everyone feels this pressure to be on all the time. And I think it's important to know that like you can unplug for a day or a weekend or three days or whatever, um, six weeks if you need to. And people will, it'll still be there. Yeah. I did a lot of unplugging when I was like early pregnancy. Um, I just had no energy. I like also was weirdly, I took like five trips within like six weeks or something, which was insane. So So it was like, that was all I could do to like get through. And so I didn't focus on Instagram and it was so nice. Like I actually went to, um, one of the events was called camp climb and it was like a, like entrepreneur, uh, camp in Iowa. And they actually made you like turn off your cell phone. And even if you turned it on, like mine didn't even work where we were. So so it was really cool. Like you were forced to unplug and it was amazing. I I did that a couple other weekends. Yeah, I think everyone should even try it for like a day. There's this book called How to Break Up with Your Phone. And it's just like really, it's not, it's really cute. And the way that she talks about it is, I'm not telling you to like throw it to the curb, but let's let's have a better relationship. Let's work on a relationship. I like the idea of even just turning off the notifications because I know I'm always looking at them and I'll get a random like here or there, like all the time, like all throughout the day. Yeah. And I just, Yeah. That not having that and being like intentional about the time I go on there would, I think, really benefit me. So thank you Definitely. for that 
even yeah. like, tiny tip. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Tiny tips save my life. Literally, like yeah. all of them life add hack. up. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Okay. Um, any parting words of advice? I think my advice for everyone is always just to do it with passion or not at all. So if you're not enjoying something in your business, then stop doing it and figure out something else. Pivot where you need to and just do the things that bring you joy. However, there are going to be times when you're starting, like we were just saying, that you're going to do things that don't bring you all the joy. Maybe that's tax or tax season or accounting or finances or cold calling. And those are sort of part of the territory, but find ways to make them enjoyable, whether that's putting on great music while you do it or making it a specific time of day that you feel good or something like that where you can make it better or until you can delegate it to someone else. And thinking about the result that they bring in because that is actually what is bringing you joy. So you might like the actual task, like you might be annoyed by or not want to do it, but it ultimately is leading to joy because it's getting you to that goal totally, or thing right. that you're that that state of life or business right. that you're working towards you can't be at 110 out of 10 on the happiness scale I mean that's just too high you can't do that all the time but I think even just knowing yeah knowing the end result and then how how it's benefiting you and why why it's part of the process and things like that and I talk a lot about in the in the book about like setting yourself up with finances, if you set yourself up with a process and a system, then every week is going to be a lot easier. You know, now it takes me 10 minutes to do my, my financing once a month. And it's so easy because I took the time at the beginning to set myself up for that. And so there are, there are ways to make it better than the worst. (laughs) Yeah. And I like, even for me with the finances, like every time I have an expense, like I just go log it. That's it. Like I just go do it right then and there. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. I know if I don't, then it like all adds up and things are confusing. And now yeah. I can just send my account to my accountant for taxes and exactly that's it. Like I don't have to worry about it. And it yeah. Feels good. And I, I think when you stop enjoying the work, like what you said is you pivoted your business so that you could do the work that you love. You could focus on that. But when you stop enjoying that, it's time to pivot or to, to yep. change. So totally do what, do what you love. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Alana. It was Thank awesome you. to have this to talk day to and chat. Thanks for Yay. listening to me vent. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for listening to me um, <clears throat> with my little tickle. <laughs> oh, you're, <laughs> you're fine. Um, so, yeah. Thank you and goodbye. Right. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. If you've enjoyed the show, please take a few seconds right now to leave a rating and review on iTunes. It's so simple and helps us so much. This is incredibly helpful for getting this show into more ears so that we can make even more impact. I'm sending you so much love. I hope you have an amazing week. You've got this.